Pa 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 na. You're tuned into the Porky Cast, a weekly Harry Potter podcast where we follow the books chapter by chapter. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Port Key Cast. I'm Jonathan. I'm Alicia. And we are diving right into Chapter 5, Diagon Alley. So, Diagon Alley has always been um, something of a great love for me when it comes to, to the story. Like, when I first read this chapter when I was a kid and uh, and saw the movie, I, I remember when they said they were announcing the movie, I'm like, oh, God. They better not fuck up Diagon Alley. That was my biggest thing. And then when they came out with uh, Harry Potter World and stuff, I was like, they that was not my biggest thing up. about that. Is I was really worried they were gonna mess it up for Harry Potter World. Yeah, and I was. They like, did a great job. Please don't mess this up. But the good thing is, since J.K. has to approve uh, everything, everything, that I obviously it's gonna come to you know exactly what you want to be. They did such an amazing job of Diagon Alley. Um, if you ever go to Harry Potter World and Universal Studios. Right, and it's a summer day, and you're super hot. Go down Nocturne Alley because it's air conditioned. Just a little pro tip for you. Get a little AC. It's no also lines. very shaded because it's they want it to be dark. Yes, no lines, air conditioned. Uh, just sit in there for a few minutes. You don't have to worry about a shop or a bunch of people because most people don't ever go down Nocturne Alley for whatever reason. So that's just a little pro tip for you. Please feel free to to use that. Don't tell anyone. Other than other listeners, so it doesn't get packed. Yeah. And the bathrooms are a really good place to hide from thunderstorms. Or yes. not the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, in this episode, uh, I mean, in this chapter, there's a few things that I really wanted to dive into and dissect because... Um, hold on. I'm going to flip this over. That's how I do, I do my voiceovers like that with it upside down. But it's really annoying. I can't look at you in the face. Okay. There you go. Three, two, one. Wait. Three, two, one. Um, there are a few things about this episode that I really want to dive into right away. Um, one of the things was they start off with they're still in the hut. Now I was like, at first I was like, did they go to Hagrid's hut or did they? Are they still in the hut that was in the ocean? And then we found out that it was the hut because they're looking for a boat. And I was like, so the. Dursleys just let them stay there like that doesn't I mean I guess they really out of pure fear they would they, I don't really think they really had a choice and I'll get into it in a minute because I don't want to go above what you're going to say <laughs> I was just no no I was just really like um, it's one of those things that as we listen again I'm like oh man they were still in the hut like wow I didn't realize they were yeah, I don't think that they had much of a choice. Or were they still there? Did they leave earlier than them? Because remember, it says that they were going to take the boat, which is the only mm. boat. So they were pretty much like screwing the Dursleys. Maybe. Or Hagrid was just like, meh, let's leave them here. Well, he doesn't like them. And he was probably just like, whatever, fuck them. Who the fuck cares? I can figure it out on their own. He's such a great muggle and everything. Yeah, and how how do you imagine they would have gotten off this hut on the rock in the middle of the ocean? Well, originally he had flew there. Yeah, but how how are the Dursleys going to get off? Well, a guy took him out there. Remember? So maybe did the guy take? No, the guy couldn't have taken the boat back. Ross, where the boat came from? Huh? Maybe maybe uh, Vernon got a a boat at some point. 
No idea. He sold his new car that Harry's going to spit all over or poop and pee in or whatever from, you know, from a few episodes earlier that he, uh, I don't know, maybe he sold that for it. Who the heck knows? But yeah, that was, that one was, uh, um, that was really interesting to me, like just the hut thing. Cause like, it, JK is really good about not leaving plot holes or like anything to question. She normally, like, you know, buttons it up pretty good. But that one is just kind of like, huh? Hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad that I wasn't the only one who was a little confused by it. Yeah. I was, I was definitely confused about the entire. How did the Dursleys get back? If we took the boat, did they just not care? But even on top of that, if they didn't care, like they eventually made it back, did they swim? I want to know the backstory to that. Yeah, exactly. My hair's so dirty, I couldn't handle it being in a ponytail anymore. The higher that my hair goes on my head, the dirtier it is usually. Three, (laughs) two, one. So um, they leave. They leave. the hut and they just go through they go to they go through london the muggle way um and i think it's funny that um harry didn't know how, okay so the outcome sorry let me i'm backtrack just a little bit so the outcomes uh to deliver the mail to hagrid and um and harry has to use uh wizarding money to pay um to pay the owl five canuts and those this are his first time using wizard money, so he's just completely lost. Yeah, he's like, "What the fuck is this shit? What's a canut? <laughs> yeah, what does do they call it canuts in the movie? I can't remember. I know that I'm just going by the book right now. So we'll talk about the like the plan is when we get to them when we get through the book, we'll watch the movie spelled canuts. Yeah, but do they say it like that? I'm not sure. Hmm, it sounds almost Canadian. There was a couple of things in this chapter that I questioned how he said it, and maybe the um, accents and voices he used for them, but we'll get mm-hmm. to that later. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So and then it's funny because he was like, "Oh, just give him five canuts, the little br- the little bronze ones." So Hagrid is teaching Harry about Muggle money. I mean, about wizarding money. But then when it came time for for them to take the the underground, as they say in in London, um, or the tubes. Sometimes I've heard it said. Um, we call it the subway. Thank you. So, um, in Miami, we didn't have a subway. We had a monorail and that's what we call it. We call it the Metro, the Metro rail. Anyway. Yeah. I'm from New Jersey. So we definitely had trains and subways. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he didn't know how to, Hagrid didn't know how to use the money, the, the muggle money. So instead of learning or having Harry teach him, he was just like, here, you do it. Which, actually, no, after thinking about this story, doesn't surprise me because I thought that Hagrid would be more interested. But he also rants later in the story about how he doesn't understand how muggle, muggles do everything yeah. without me, without the magic. Train's too slow. Uh, people are everywhere. and People just get off its way and stuff like that. So we make it to um, the Leaky Cauldron. And it's one of those cool little pieces of the magic where if, you know, muggles can't see it, but wizards can and Harry's all. But Harry doesn't know that. He thinks that he honestly just didn't see it. He doesn't know that the whole spell where. Mm-hmm. You know, unless someone points it out to you, it's not going to be there unless you're magic. You don't mm-hmm. know, which we learn about that much later. 
but at this point harry is like oh i just didn't even notice it yeah it was just oh yeah huh that's cool so which is a really cool spell i think that's one of one of the coolest spells that they have because you know that kept um oh i'm not gonna get into that never mind um (laughs) we will eventually get into it so one of the other things i'm gonna backtrack one more time is that uh when they're still in the hut uh harry eats another one of those sausages out of hagrid's coat like Ew, and at this point you they definitely haven't don't have a refrigerator on no. the hut. so they're eating not only sausage that has been in hagrid's coat for who knows how long it was already unsanitary and i'm not a germaphobe <laughs> by the way so and i will pretty much eat anything you put in front of me but this is across the line i will not eat something out of someone's coat that you don't know how long it's been there and there's mice in your coat and live owls and yeah. also now you're eating it the next day after it's just sat out in your dirty hut on a rock in the middle of the ocean <laughs> that you know no one has cleaned. They they specifically talk about how this hut was not clean. It's just uh, that is just. They talked about moldy <laughs> blankets, and you were talking about uh, too sausage. much. <laughs> There's too much going on uh, here. Well, I mean, you know, Harry normally doesn't get. He did say in the last chapter it was the best sausage he ever ate. So. <sighs> Maybe they have some magic bacteria taking away spell. LSD. I would not. <laughs> I would not chance it. What if this whole thing is just a giant LSD trip? Harry, like Harry himself, is in college and he tries acid or something, and he wakes and he and he comes out of it. He's like, "Whoa!" Actually, I've seen theories before that, like, at the end of the book, they thought it was going to be like, and then he woke up from his dream, and I would have honestly. Like, I would have liked it better if it was like a, a massive LSD trip or something. No, that would awesome. I would have been so angry. But <laughs> I would have. It would. <laughs> no, I would have literally wasted like ten years of my life on an LSD trip. <laughs> no. Um. So they talk about why the magic community has to stay hidden. It's because if the if the Muggle community knew about the the wizards, they would need them to do all these problem solving for them which is magic which to me is just a little selfish because they do that themselves but 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 have you ever thought about what if you knew someone magic about what you would ask them to do yes okay. you go first though because you brought it up okay well just because the conversation we had before we started this my hair would never have to be blow dried exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i hate i have really this long like really thick hair and i hate having to wash my hair because i hate having to blow dry it and straighten it for me it would be it would be apparating more than anything i would i would like to go to an airport i have i love airports i love being in airports i don't like being on airplanes i don't mind it i travel a lot i'm out of town at least once a month if not more um and i don't mind being on a plane but but uh, you know i i i would much rather just hang on an airport for like 30 minutes and then snap my fingers and be wherever it is I'm supposed to be. You wouldn't have to hang out at the airport if you could do that, though. But I like airports. Okay, so Jonathan just wants to go to airports to hang out. Yes. The only airport that I would hang out with is in the Orlando airport because it's pretty much a mall. Yeah. Other I mean, than that, I don't want to Charlotte's hang out a good airport. Detroit's a good airport. Believe it or not, Detroit's I've a really good Detroit's airport. I've been to Detroit's airport, and I don't think I'd want to hang out there, but um, I mean, it's cool. Let's see who else has a good airport. That is Detroit too. the one with the blue tunnel? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Atlanta is a good airport. The, their international terminal is amazing. Um, JFK's international terminal is great. 
Jonathan's doing his flight podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the, uh, the airport podcast where I review airports that I go to. Um, I'm Jonathan, and this is Alicia. <laughs> this is going to be... This will be a long podcast. On, this will be the on... That will be the, the running gag of this podcast where I just venture off into new podcasts in the middle of our podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I would just, I mean, I would like to go to the airport and then when they'd be like, you know, like they have multiple wizards instead of planes and like, okay, now boarding, uh, blah, 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 or whatever. And then you're there. Yeah. That would be cool. Except for they talk about later in the books about how it's not like comfortable. No. And, and you get so, splinched and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. See. I'm going to jump I'm, into the movies really quick. I thought they did a bad job of when. Yes. Ron got splinched. Yeah, they did not justify what splinching is at all. No, they just had some cuts. No, I want to see his they arm made it, off. They made it seem like he was really in pain, but not like... Seriously like, injured. It, but he played like he was seriously injured, but, but it wasn't. was literally like a cut on his arm in the movie. Like it was, Yeah, and he was... and he was. You couldn't see the what why he would be that much in pain. Yeah, and he was like that for like two, three weeks or so, maybe longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, that, yeah, they that did a bad job me. in the movie. Yeah, that one, that was one of the few. Like the third movie, when the when someone else did it, was terrible. And then that, like a few times in that in that one, that I really was just like, come on. I, uh, anyway, we'll get to that when we get to that. That's a few years down the road. But geez, that 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 really annoyed me. But anyway, okay. So um, so there's one. So they're going to Diagon Alley. Um, and they they go to the. They go to the brick wall, which is another thing in 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 uh, Diagon Alley and Universal. I think they did a good job of hiding the wall. I like and dislike the wall. I just, I mean, I think I just hope for more because I wanted it to be like, oh, that you have to like, like walk. A moving wall walks through or something. Yeah, you had to like actually walk through. I understand that the traffic logistics of that would be absolutely a mess, but at the same time, I kind of wanted to see the walls opening, opening. Yeah. but no i don't understand why they, they didn't do it do because that. it would be a tragic a i mean it could have been a whole i mean they could have made it a whole like ride itself not like a ride but an attraction but the problem with that still is that you'd you have, have so many people just piled up waiting to go through the damn wall yeah just to get into the street but they hit it they hit it well if you don't know it like when i first when it first opened my brother took me to it because uh, and i went like two years after it first opened because i couldn't get down there and I legitimately didn't know where it was. Like I, I, my brother was like, "Okay, it's somewhere here. Where do you think it is?" And I was, I was like, "Uh, well, there's." Yeah, they, they hide it well because they have London out on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason you really even know from the outside is because the little magic things here and there, and the mm-hmm. night bus. Yeah, the night bus. I think they did a good job with it. The best they could have done with it. Yeah. yeah. So they. I just wish that there was some way to not make it a traffic yeah. nightmare. So they go and they uh, and they're talking about all the stuff that they need to get and everything like that. And then they get to meet, uh, they meet Draco, but you don't know it's Draco yet. Yes, and um, Draco is a little jerk from day one. He's an open. The thing about Draco is he's openly bigoted. You know, at like, well, how old are they? Eleven. Yeah, and he. I mean, it's all obviously a product of his parenthood because you can tell like the things that he's talking about he really doesn't yeah, my father and this and yeah that, he yeah. really doesn't know what he's actually saying like he's saying oh well i think that it should be kept to all pure blood families he's never even experienced anything outside of pure blood families at yeah. this point he has no idea he's um a, he's a total jerk also they talk about 
him having a draw. And when I was little, the only draw that I know is Southern. Southern draw. So I was picturing him to have like a Southern accent because I didn't realize that, or maybe I just don't know what a draw is in in England. I mean, in America, it's when it's when the words are are really like drawn out, you know. Where if you're from if you're from down south, you know, and you you know you say, "Hey, y'all, you bring the truck with you, did you?" You know, that's that would be how we picture the Southerners to sound. Yeah, you know. I did not. So I always, until I saw the movies, pictured him having literally a southern drawl because she said that he had a drawl. Um, I mean, yeah. according to to the way, I mean, the way he spoke was with was was a lot slower and drawn out. So maybe that's what. Yeah, uh, this British is just what I pictured when I was, you know, first reading this book. So obviously now I did understand. you picture some hick dr- rich pure blood <laughs> hick Draco. I mean, you don't have to have it be a hick to have a draw, but like, you know, there's very rich Southern people who draw and... It's true. I mean, we live in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, well, I live in outside of Louisville, Indiana, and Alicia lives in Louisville, and oh, they don't have strong draws here. Some the, do, oh, some do. It really depends on what part of the city you're in. The girl that I carpool to work with has a strong Southern accent, and she's from down at the south end of sa- sa- or the town, which is... If you're gonna have a southern accent while you're in Louisville, you're gonna have it in the South End. Yeah, and then my my wife is from this area as well. Um, and she has she, like no accent. She has a little bit of a of a of a of a accent. Oh, and then when she when she gets drunk though, that draw comes out. It's real <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree with that. Like when he said a draw, I think we both looked at each other like, hmm, it didn't sound like much like a draw, but yeah. whatever. Um, so. They go to the bank, and one of the things I want to touch on, I'm going to jump on the movie again here, is that the they talk about, um, they meet, um, what's his name? Uh, Grip Hook. Grip Hook, which I didn't realize until now that Grip Hook has always been a complete ass. Yeah, Grip Hook is like, a dick. I feel like I tried to like him in the last book. And then as I'm reading this, I'm like, why did I even try to like him? Like, he was a jerk from the beginning. Well, goblins are jerks. But the thing is, Grip Hook is played by, is played by Vern Troyer, as we know from, uh, we know him as Mini-Me from the Austin Powers movies. Did you know that? I've never seen Austin Powers. I don't. Okay. Yeah, baby. (laughs) I don't do that kind of humor. That's another British movie we should. (laughs) No, we should not. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Austin Powers (laughs) podcast. This is Jonathan and this is Alicia, who's never seen it. Um, No, but yeah, so Vern Troyer, who plays Mini Me, is is the one who portrays him, but he's voiced by Warwick Davis, who is a famous. Warwick Davis did a lot of the acting in the movies for a yes, lot of different parts. He did. He did a lot. Of, any Anyone who was a little person, he pretty much them because he is a very accomplished actor. And anytime, I mean, he was in Willow, he was in Star Wars, he was in Lord of the Rings, and he was just or The Hobbit. I don't think he was in Lord of the Rings. I think he was in The Hobbit. I'm not a big, if I'm wrong, please correct me. I am not a big Lord of the to Rings me, Hobbit Lord fans. of the Rings and The Hobbit are like the same thing. They are the same, same story. story. They are the same story, but if I'm wrong, please correct me because I have, I'm not a huge uh, av- uh, fan of those movies or book, so I would definitely need to know more about it. But yes, he's a very accomplished actor. He actually plays Flitwick, which we'll learn about in the next chapter, I believe. And uh, the next chapter, two chapters. Two chapters. Um, 
uh, Flitwick, and he, and then later he plays Grip Hook um, in the because Vern Vern Troyer died, so he played he played Flitwick in the end, which is fine because it was all makeup and stuff, and it was his voice anyway, which I thought was strange that they used uh, Vern Troyer, and then his voice acting i mean i wouldn't use Vern Troyer's voice for this but why don't they just have him double act i don't know maybe it's to not pay him double i i couldn't tell you i'm i'm pretty sure that he did more than one role to begin with so maybe it was just you know he was doing too much to begin with he's such an amazing actor though for his for 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 his longevity in the in the acting industry i mean god he's so good but that was just something i want to touch on because i remember um all that um so yeah, so then so Harry didn't know how to use wizard money. He gets his money, and he is rich. Cha ching! He's rolling in the dough, and he's like, the thing is though, he specifically talks about how he definitely has more money than Dudley has ever had. Yes. So that's his comparison. Is you know Dudley always gets everything he wants, and he knows that he has more money than Dudley has ever had. Yeah. So he can definitely do whatever he wants with it. But the good thing I think Hagrid is good he grabs him some some money and he's like this will hold you over for for a couple of semesters Hagrid is like financially responsible for harry in this he does he keeps him from buying, buying everything that he wants yep. like he really takes control of he's the like, situation you don't need that. yeah which props to him because i'm like the opposite i'm like well if you really love it, then you should definitely yeah. buy it. <laughs> if Listen, it's the last one and it's calling out to you, then it was obviously meant to be. If I, if I was 11 years old and there was a giant vault full of gold just sitting in the in my in my account, I would have every stuffed animal and live animal ever. Oh my god, it would be insane. It'd be it'd be done. It'd be over. Uh, so Harry's parents were 21 years old when they died. So a lot of people on the boards and stuff like that have always been like, "Well, how'd they make this money?" Uh, do we want to get into the Potters for a second, or do we want to wait? I'm sorry, I just thought of something completely different, but it's not anything. Go ahead. I was thinking about what I would do with this money, and do you think that Disney World exists? In the <laughs> well, it was it was what the 90s, so yeah. Well, I mean, do you think that wizards know about Disney World? This is, this is why we shouldn't have even came across. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's just say Harry probably knows about Disney World. Yes, because Harry is... In, okay, so that's what I would spend all my money. I would take a million-year vacation to <laughs> Disney, <laughs> to World, Disney World. <laughs> with all my muggle money, or all my wizard money. So the Potters, uh, the lineage is very old and very long. And um, and it's a pureblood family. And they actually come from uh, medical... Their money comes from medical magic. This is... Uh, I am not making this up. This was on... Pottermore, J.K. Rowling, uh, put this out there. So they invented the stuff like Skelegro and all that kind of stuff. So that's where all their money came from. So they were just rolling in the dough. When and also on top of that, old wizard families they only have each other to pass it down to. So their money is just adding up for years and oh, yeah. years and years. Kind of like how the Malfoys are rich. Yeah, that their money just piled down from their ancestors and. Yeah. And they invested and everything like that. Yeah, it's yeah. not nearly as common nowadays because you have so many people that you can leave your money to, and mm -hmm. you know you get married and that passes to other yep. people, and yeah. Yeah. Also, I wish um, his family is rooted in the Deathly Hollows. Oh, I mean, it's it's that has yet to be like legitimately confirmed, but it is heavily implied. Oh yeah, it's. I'm pretty. Are you sure it's not confirmed? I'm not. 
the Perverell family is the one that he is yeah. descended from. Yes, but they it's like they're they're buried in Godric's Hollow, and that's where they lived, and that's where the the Potters came up. I don't know. I have I'm, I need to do just a little bit more research. I think that honestly, they have family trees on uh, maybe Pottermore. Pottermore or something similar, where it kind of traces you back like through Potter Wiki or something. Yeah. Hmm. We will definitely look into that, and we will come back to that. But yes, if if it's not a direct descendant, then it's heavily implied that he's a direct descendant of. Yes. Of the of them and the brothers, uh, the story of the three brothers, and we will de- we will get into the Deathly Hollows years down the road. But we will, every time a hollow comes up, we will touch on it. That is my favorite book, so I'm yes. already ready for it. Yes, mine too. <laughs> every time a hollow comes up, we'll touch on it. Um, there are three in total, and they will definitely be brought up um, at least relatively soon. So just hang in there, guys. Um, Within this book. At least one. Well, yeah. So, let's get into the money for a second. Since we've been talking about the Jonathan's money. really excited about the money. He's it's just interested. the conversion is so interesting. Man, to- with the conversions for for Wizard to uh, the U.S. dollar, and just within Wizarding money for itself, like, it's... Okay, so this is what yeah, we I found. Know. I had to look at I had to look at a few different sites. I knew the seventeen sickles to, to a, a galleon. galleon. Yeah, so the seventeen sickles to a galleon. So to the best that I could find, uh, it is six point six four dollars American dollars for every galleon. So here's what I would be confused about within wizarding money. Can you imagine? It's isn't it twenty eight sick or nuts to a sickle? Yeah, and then uh, okay, can you imagine twenty twenty nine. Canuts to a to a galley to oh, a sickle to a sickle. Okay, so can you imagine if someone told you that you needed like five galleons, but you only had nuts and sickles, so you needed oh to like add, no, it would be a nightmare. I hate math. <laughs> I I would literally and, give them my money and walk away. Just here you go. And Hagrid's like, it's simple. One, the gold ones are galleons. Seventeen, the silver ones are sickles. Seventeen sickles to a galleons. The brown ones are canuts. No, Twenty nine canuts a to a sickle. Complete nightmare. He was saying it like it was so like like J.K. wrote it down just for whatever. She was like, let's I, help, I guess, let me throw some numbers on the page. I guess if I grew up with that, obviously you would you know because I'm sure it, that yeah. Same I'm thing, sure that like, U.S. dollars, with US yeah. Money, yeah, but. Man, if I was stepping into that world, I would be like, "What? Well, you want what?" So, in one one episode, in one scene in this in this chapter, uh, an old lady is is bitching like she's just flat out like fucking shit, fuck these people about the seventeen sickles and the, and the way they worded it is fun because they said instead of saying one galleon, they said, they said 17, seventeen sickles. sickles. They're like, "Oh, the seventeen sickles for an ounce of dragon liver, like." Yeah, I don't know. Like to me, so, like if dragon liver is let's just say dragon. You said it was six eighty two or something. Six sixty four. Six sixty four. Uh, yeah, good because I just don't think that's really bad for. Yeah, neither do I. So liver. let's just say, um, you need you know a, like let's I'm gonna look at I'm gonna think of a dragon liver like a steak, right? But it's not really like a steak though because dragons are a lot of work to like you know kill in general yeah it's not like cows or we just have them on the side of the road everywhere raise here. them yeah you have to go get them and so, literally like you can drive like especially if, here you can drive like 10 miles down the road and see like 86 cows so how many ounces are there in a, in a pound 16 
ounces? Yeah, that, that, that sounds right. Okay, I am not. Uh, welcome to the math podcast. Jonathan is terrible at math. Alicia's worse. Okay, I'm, so I think that the only reason I would even think that I know that is because of working in restaurants. That Six. would make sense. Um, so if you're looking at 16 ounces, right? So you, let's say you just get a one pound, one pound of dragon liver, which I te- seems like a lot. I mean, a pound of beef is a lot. So let's just say one pound of dragon liver. It just, it just. I understand that it's expensive. If That's you think $106. About, like, I mean, to be honest, like, but for it's what, a you, what you're getting here, a dragon. <laughs> Especially if it's a Hungarian horntail, it's supposed to be the worst. Like, you have to think about the people who have to go out and kill these yeah. things. To, and, like... I mean, there's the Weasleys out there risking their lives for this <laughs> dragon liver. Literally. <laughs> for So you're sitting here complaining about... What if you only need two ounces? Okay, twelve bucks. Come on, like don't be a, don't be. I mean, and what do you really do? You eat dragon liver, or do you like use that for potions? If you're using it for potions, then you really don't need that much of it. No, it's always potions are always so little amounts of things. Yeah. I don't know. Like it just. You're right. We both agree that it seems like a pretty good deal. I think so. I mean, if you told me like, look, look, if I was in if I was in Whole Foods, and they were like, <laughs> and they were like. And I need to get some dragon liver, and I was like, "Ooh, it got some." Oh, six sixty-four pound or an ounce. Okay, cool. I'm good with that. If I found dragon parts anywhere, I'd be like, "All right, <laughs> what a deal!" Um, so one of the books, uh, it's so it's so funny when you go back. One of the books that he had to get is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them by Newt Scamander. Like at the time when I was reading this book, I didn't really think anything of it because I was reading a book list. Mm-hmm. And when I heard it this time, I got so excited because I, I'm like, yes, so much stuff to talk about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes. And New is such a great character. Oh, my God. Listen, God. I've spent so many hours in the last couple weeks with the new trailer coming out. Just, just this, researching, like going down maybe, all of the family lineage and like Newt's background. I just, you know what? We'll, let's, we'll do a bonus episode after this where we break down the new uh new uh the new uh, fantastic beats beast trailer okay we can do that let's the new movie comes out november yeah 16th yeah but we're not gonna do a podcast on that no but we should do it close to that at least do you want to do one about then we have to do one about fantastic beasts um one one mm-hmm. or we can wait till we're done with all the harry potters and then do fantastic beast podcasts but it's coming out now I know. <laughs> Should do it because relevant. Okay. So we would do a couple bonus episodes about Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Because it's, it's coming out. We need to. I agree. I agree. It'll be bonus episodes. So stay tuned for that. Um, so yeah. So and then some of, and then the animals they can have are owl, cat, rat, and toad are the animals that are allowed in Harry Potter. And, uh, and oh my God, in Hogwarts. And We um, talked about this a couple episodes ago because we couldn't remember exactly yeah. what. But no... Wait, what was it? An owl, a cat, a rat, and a toad. Okay. And toads are for losers. So no ferrets. No ferrets. Okay. And that so makes Harry sense. Potter's kids' pet is completely not. Well, <laughs> they might they might allow ferrets later on, because Dumbledore dies. Who's the new headmaster at that time? You think it's actually Draco in that cage oh. being a ferret? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he. That's I think, the Potter family pet, Draco. <laughs> Draco. As a ferret. Um, all the all the wizards that were there were were starstruck when he when they saw him, and again and second time they mention his mother's eyes, so that's two. Yes, and he meets 
uh, the Dallas Diggle, mm-hmm. who we've already talked about in the book, shooting off yep. fireworks. Pa-ching. Or not fireworks, shooting stars. Stars. Can they? Yes. yes. And um, who else? That he meets Professor Quirrell. Professor Quirrell. You know what I wanted to know? Did they mention his turban? No, but they talked about how he was gone off in Romania or Transylvania or wherever. Yeah, but did he have it this at this point, or I think okay. he just—I think he just did. I think it's just one of those things that's uh, like it's just there. Yeah, but they—they they specifically pointed out in the book, so I just wanted to know where that came into play. We're well, not going to talk out. about what that is. Well, they haven't right talked now. about it yet. Yes. So we'll make sure. So we're not sure if the turban is still at home by itself, or if it's already on his, his head. head. Yeah, we don't know yet. Um, I did a really good job just did. reading that one. <laughs> good job. Me, I would have been like... <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, they they talk about vampires, and he was like, and Harry's like, vampires, because they don't really touch too much on on stuff like vampires in the wizarding world. They actually really don't at all in the book. They so brush they over it. Like a couple times, but not too much. They don't go into origins of them or anything like that. No, like I wish they, they would because I'm already. I really love. Vampires. Yeah, vampires, vampires are awesome, and I'm always in a, like you know, do they follow traditional vampire lore, or is it just is it something completely different? Are they so? Like J.K. A beast? needs to write a fam or a vampire book next. Listen, as long as it's not like Twilight. Oh I'm okay God, with it. no, please don't. Listen, I I liked uh, what's his name uh, Patterson much better. Pattinson. Pattinson. Yes. Much better as Cedric Diggory than as whatever the guy's name is in Twilight is. Edward Cullen. I. That's all you. Yeah. I did not read I Twilight. I did read Twilight, and at the time when I was in high school, I thought it was a good storyline, and I always read read books. Welcome to the Twilight podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan's never read it, so I'm telling him all about it. Uh, <laughs> but I did think that it was at least a decent storyline, um, and then I tried to reread it, and I was like, holy crap, sh- this lady cannot write to save her life. Like, after I knew what, you know, mature good writing, writing was, was yeah. yeah. No, not... It, no. Well, what's funny is that uh, I threw all that know, away. Fifty Shades of Grey. I might be wrong on this, uh, but I had I had someone told me that Fifty Shades of Grey was <sighs> Twilight fan fiction, and it was also poorly written. I didn't read oh Fifty Shades of Grey, God. but everyone tells me it's terribly Listen, written. I okay. I tried to read Fifty Shades of Grey, and I didn't try to read it until recently because I'm just the whole thing seems creepy to me. So I tried to <laughs> read it, and I was right. It was um, written by. You can tell just by the style of writing, middle-aged woman, and the way that she refers to the scenes is just very creepy. And I'm, yeah, I. It's it's one of those things that I you're couldn't like, make it. You're like, thank God we have J.K. writing writing what we're into. Yes, it, um, she did such a good job with Harry Potter, and I thank everyone. And it holds just, it holds up because as you know, I'm 34 years old, and Alicia will not reveal her age. I'm 30. Oh my God, you're supposed to be a lady, and lady never reveals her age. I don't really care. I look like I'm 19. This is true. I do not look like I'm 19. I look like I'm like 37. So I whatever. look like I'm 19, and I'm 30. So I tell people all the time because it gets really confusing. Yeah. Um. So even at at our older age, we still it still holds up and we still fully enjoy it so that's 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 really you know shows how good of a writer that uh that jk is um so some of the things so he goes and gets his wand um and and for me wand lore is huge and i I can do a whole bonus episode just by myself talking about wand lore 
Um, so I'm his, not that big into Wan lore. Wan lore to me is is probably one of the most interesting you're parts in, of Harry You're into Potter. the things of Harry Potter that I'm not like the money conversions. Yeah, I've never really thought about it, but that's just because I hate math. Wan lore. Um, I think I was a little interested when I read like what my wand how it like compared to me because it kind of was spot on so mm-hmm. that's the only time i've ever really been interested otherwise i've never really even paid attention to what kind of wands they have yeah well um the one that did get me um are we there yet with with what kind of wands they have yeah we're at wands now yeah yeah so um the cores the phoenix feather core thing that one kind of caught my attention just because i'm not sure if it's confirmed as to what who the phoenix was but i've heard rumors of who the phoenix was and that's just a cool aspect to me um i don't have a confirmation on that either but i've heard that same rumor which if it was if that is true it's cool that's cool yeah that's super cool um we'll get into that when we when we can tell you about it down the line i'm pretty sure that it comes up somewhere so um harry's mom's wand was 10 and a quarter and when I said it's inches, uh, swishy, and it's made of willow. They don't say the core, though. They don't, but they mention that it's good for charm work, and yeah. we do know that Lily is good with charms. Mm-hmm. Further down the line, we learn that as as well. Yep. And then his dad has mahogany, eleven inches, and it's pliable. Again, we don't know the co- we don't know the core, but it's good for transfiguration, which he was really good at as well. Yes. And he then an animagus. Yes, he is an animagi. Animagus. Animagi. I think that's plural. Animagus. One of them's plural. Anyway. Okay. So Harry's wand is 11 inches, which is uh, the same as his dad's. And it's made of holly, a phoenix feather core, and it's nice and supple is, is this how it's described. <sighs> this whole conversation <laughs> Do wizards compare wand size? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you got there? Oh, you know, 11 and a half 11 inches. inches. Oh, shit. <laughs> I only got a 10 and three quarters. Oh, is yours rigid, pliable, supple? supple? <laughs> I think supple is where it got me. Supple. <laughs> that That's would like be... what creepy authors, like whoever wrote, I don't know who wrote Fifty Shades. Whoever wrote Fifty Shades, uh, that's a word she would use. Supple. Yes, supple. Um, and then he paid 21 galleons for it. So, that's so, a pretty penny. Uh, not really. It's a wand. I mean, it's going to be his, his you know, weapon for I the mean, next... that's going to be like I don't what? I say weapon. His tool. It's... That's, I'm going to do the conversion Like right $130. $139. Look at that. I did math. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. I mean, I would pay. I mean, let's be honest. Like, how much did you pay for your wands? Uh, honestly, I got most. I think I got all of them as presents. Oh, no. I, I think paid, I might have paid for. I paid for both of mine. I think I might have gotten Luna's and it was 40. No magic powers included. Yeah, exactly. You're adding magic cores to it. Yeah. in like real magic spells if and someone told me look for like 80 bucks more you can get magic including this or oh, like 100 it would be more, a done deal. i'd be like shit you could have made it a thousand more <laughs> let's go yeah but i got i've gotten all i got the other three of mine as presents well what's fun about um about the way the book does it as opposed to the way the movie does it about uh the wand ceremony is that um harry 
never does anything. Uh, Ollivander just keeps taking the ones from him. Now, mind you, Ollivander has been in business since 382 BC. Uh, I think that's that's the time. I think it's so creepy that he remembers every wand he's ever sold. Yeah, that's kind of stalker. And the way that he says it is so creepy. Yeah, he's like, I remember every wand I've ever sold. He's just like, he's like he that creepy. Me out. He's like that creepy old man in a van. He's like, does anybody want a wand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you honestly just sounded like someone a character from Family Guy. I did. That's what I was going for. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so. Much. I was actually going for um, a guy from American Dad. He plays uh, the character that plays the Antichrist. But you know, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> honestly, I think that most of them are the same voice actors. I would. I would yeah. not be surprised. I'm Thank sure. you for. Thank you for tuning into the Family Guy. Uh, Family Guys and um, slash American Dad slash American Dad podcast. Uh, I am Jonathan. And this is Alicia. Um, so yeah, so they, so he just takes them from him before Harry can do anything. He's like, nothing's even happening. What the fuck? And then he gets the the wand that works for him. And fachow, there goes the sparks. It was not fachow. It was like a, a glowing light up like the air. Pew pew. I'm pretty sure that it was just like, you know, he felt warmth in his fingertips and like you could see the power radiating off his wand. Like, that's what I always pictured. I don't think his wand like exploded. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we are not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. We are 100% talking about Harry Potter here today. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Yeah, but (laughs) Rob... It is a supple, (laughs) nice and supple. (laughs) oh my god that but this chapter was definitely after the last two chapters this one was so substantial and and content and relevancy honestly to listen to it it probably took like at least a half an hour 45 minutes just to listen to it it had so much detail easily really like walked you into the whole beginning of the wizard world which is obviously the chapter that really pulls it right in because Mm -hmm. you're like oh this kid's magic is about to Whatever. be kind of lame and then you start seeing it and you're like oh wow yeah my the chapter for me was the hogwarts chapter was the one that really got me oh the yeah first scene oh yeah for sure um mine what really pulled me in was was when he it was the first quidditch match because i thought that was like the way how do you well, we're not there yet sports but just yes i am a sports guy thank you for tuning into the sports podcast i'm jonathan this is alicia let's go hurricanes um but yes, uh, it's just, again, her writing is so good. Like there's, how do you make that, like I'm not a writer and to make that come alive like she does is so amazing. Like it's not even about needing an imagination. She puts it in your head. She literally draws everything out for you. She tells you what shops are there, what it looks like, what's outside, what's inside. Um, yeah, it's she, phenomenal. She literally lays it out. She tells you exactly the layout of where Gringotts is, according to everything else, did a really good job. Yes, it is. All right, guys. Uh, with that being said, the next uh, chapter is going to come next week. Uh, please tune in. Follow us on all social media, the Portkey Cast. Uh, get involved in the conversation. You know, get on the on Facebook. Tell us what your opinions of the. Um, of the of the chapter were can you give us your opinions on the next chapter if you if there is something that you think that we need to be talking about please tell us so that way we can accommodate that if you write in your opinions about stuff we will answer with our opinions 100 percent. we're opinionated people yes and it will turn into a fun debate or even if you have heard it a point that you thought you wanted to talk about 
I will definitely answer that. A hundred percent. We would we would do a whole segment at the end of each of at the end of each episode where we take your opinions and your comments and your questions and and we will talk about it. We don't care if it adds an extra twenty minutes to the podcast or anything like that. We're we're doing this not. Like we're not sponsored by everyone. We're not gonna. We're not actively seeking sponsors. If someone wants to sponsor us, I would. It would take a lot for them to, for me to actually accept the sponsorship. Because wouldn't you agree? Because we. Pressure. Yeah, we're not. We're not doing this for for to make money and to be sponsored. We have jobs. We have careers. We have, you know, we pay our bills without it. This is just something that we're doing for ourselves, for our friends, and for the Harry Potter community more than anything. It's our conversations that we always have that we want to have with you. That's the best way I can describe this podcast. Meaning we want to have them with you. We want you to write in and tell us your thoughts on the chapter and what scenes stuck out to you. Yes. Or if you've caught something that we didn't like, hey, I noticed that they did this during that and it leads to this. Please tell us. Yeah, because that's just more things for me to talk about to other people and seem super nerdy. 100%. That's what we want. So, you know, tell your friends if you're listening, tell your friends, uh, share it, uh, like, uh, rate, review, the whole nine yards. Just go crazy on it. So that way we can, we can build this community. We would love to have a Port Key cast community, even if it's small, but just a, a community that, that interacts with each other and that we can really uh, come together. And, you know, that'd be cool like, to just host like something eventually um, where we're all just together and talking about this stuff. We would do a live. Uh, a live thing or you know we'll record a big thing with everyone involved and that'd be amazing now I, I understand that might be years down the line but if it's it's got to start somewhere and it's going to start with you more than anything so we really appreciate you uh listening we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to interact with us at any in any way shape or form even if it's if it's you one of one of our friends that's just texting us and saying hey i listened to your podcast it was great that means the world to me because this is something that i'm this is something that we're doing for for ourselves not for any any, not for anything else we're not trying to get famous or anything like that so continue to, to check in continue to listen and uh, we'll see you next week bye are you whipping me over there for chow <laughs> <laughs>